Hello. Hello. I am good. How are you, my fabuloso, fabulosa? I'm much better now, honey, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> I know you've been so excited for this to happen. I'm so excited. That's because I'm such a huge fangirl of you. <laughs> I'm fangirling out of a year. <laughs> I'm curious how did how did this all start? Like I wasn't aware that you were you were such a fan. Like where where did it all stem from? I accidentally fell into a tea time one day when I was strolling <laughs> through the stereo uh, uh, through the stereo streets, and I don't know about all of you. But when I uh, come into the stereo streets, I don't just head to wherever. You know, I just take a stroll and see who's, see who's uh, <laughs> I'm sharing the show. That's what you just heard. Um, I stroll and I take a listen. And I, um, at least I did, you know, I mean, I still do when I, when I come in. And um, I, your spirit is so positive and lovely and you're a light here, and you, I, I fell into a, a, a tea time talk, and um, it was, um, I want to say, maybe it was Irish Dad's talk, um, or I don't even remember who, I don't even remember whose talk, I'm so sorry. Um, the point is, is that the work that you're doing through tea time is uh, beautiful because you're allowing everyone to see that um, what you see is not necessarily what you see. You understand what I'm saying? And that kind people, strong people, um, don't just come out this way, right? We're built. Kind people are kind because we were in situations where people were not kind. Mm -hmm. and, and was it, are you aware of the background why I started Tea Time? Have you ever caught no. uh, the background of why I did it in the first place? Will you please share with me and the rest? Yeah, so basically the reason why I started Tea Time is because, okay, so Realistically, I came on stereo because I'm a fan of RuPaul's Drag Race. So me and my mate who's from wow. Berlin, who I know in real life, that we went to university together, we wanted to start review shows. And she was just like, oh, there's this app called Stereo. So I was like, cool. And then I, I realized, like, there are a lot of people who are, like, talking about their life stories. And it kind of made me realize, like, because my plans... um in 2020 was supposed to go for traveling i was supposed to go to asia do like a road trip in america uh, oh that. no kidding i'm the kind of person where i like to new, uh, meet uh, new people and just like uh, know about their backgrounds their life stories and everything like that 
And because like we went through a pandemic, I I lost that opportunity. I mean, I can regain it back, like when the pandemic is basically more or less over. But right. the point the story is like I decided, you know what? It's like I'm meeting these new people. I'm meeting people from Australia, in America, in Canada, and yes. all that jazz. Just like you know what? Let me was it? Let me figure out how to do um, a podcast. Where I can actually have a, a special guest each time, each episode, where I get to know what their life is about, and like I've been doing this tea time podcast since I believe February now, and mm -hmm. we've we've to almost forty episodes, which is incredible, really, and it really because is. like. Yeah, because I um unfortunately I'm uh, like the real world is opening up again in the UK. Um, I've unfortunately gone back to my part time um since Friday, so now I I'm taking this opportunity where I'm like, okay, because it's become a success, I'm not um I'm not putting this into an end. I'm giving myself a break. Like, like I said, this this is just like giving myself a well-deserved break uh, after all of this um this surprising success i've had with this um this podcast really and that's how it all started I, that is and i think that things that start organically and from the heart are the things that stay around right when you're truthful and you and people things that really resonate with people um mm -hmm. when you feel the the when you run to the rescue with love in your heart, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I mean, it's giving me goosebumps over here. And there's been so many episodes where people have said things and I, you know, I didn't write them down or anything. They're just gems that touch <laughs> your soul and the way that you interact with your guests on such a real, just fun and um, real level and bring out their, you're really, really, really good at uh, listening and bringing out uh, your guests' uh, inner voice. Mm -hmm. You're very, very talented, and that's why I'm such uh, a fangirl because that's that's my role. That's my that's my job. That's my uh, that's that's my uh, mission right mm -hmm. in life, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And I see, I see you're like an advocate of not giving two flying fucks about uh, what people think Anything. about you. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I love you. And like, can I just um, give you a huge glow up on all of the pictures that you share? And your food porn drives me inside. <laughs> that, that chicken. Oh, my God. Oh. Uh, and I love that you have the, the courage to get the tattoo and all the things and mm, yeah. you're just sassy uh, and you give zero fucks and you just live your life and you're happy and that's me all day. I don't care. <laughs> I, I get myself worse from you know what I do for others. Mm -hmm, Not mm -hmm. how others see me. I don't care how other pe people see me. I mean if they see me in a great light and it moves them to go do greatness with others. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but I'm not really think, worried about it. I'm... Sorry, Tintor. I think you can agree with me when you uh, when I say this, when, like, 
it's more personality is more beautiful than being attractive at the end of the day, you know? All day. Every day. <laughs> every time. Because the truth is if all you have is a pretty face. Congratulations on your face. Mm-hmm. Congratulations mm-hmm. on your face. You cannot hold a man's <laughs> attention with your face because that beauty fades, honey. That beauty like Bianca Del Rio said um, yeah, back in RuPaul's Drag Race season six, was it beauty fades, dumbest forever? <laughs> That's right. And let me tell you my love for, Ju- for uh, RuPaul. I've seen the movies, I've seen the show. Back when I had cable, I used to watch it all the time. I haven't had cable in forever, but um, mm-hmm. I do, I have seen, I just got turned on to the show Pose, and Ooh. I did not even know that, whole, I did not even know that culture even exists, and I'm all up in my feels, and I I absolutely love the show. I'm, uh, mm-hmm. like, when I get to the end, I know I'm going to go right back to the beginning, and I'm going to watch it all over again, you know? I didn't yeah, even know like- that, I didn't even Telling Fantasia mm. in the last episode, like, listen, the amount of times I've watched the very first episode of the, of the very first season, like the very first season, and it just makes me ball every time because I'm just like, every oh time. <laughs> oh, I'm fanning my face every time, trying not to get my feels. Like, ah, oh. <laughs> mm. every single one of those actors. It's like they put every cell of their being into that character. Mm-hmm. You feel for them. You love them. And mm-hmm. I understand mm-hmm. that RuPaul's got a whole other thing going on. And it's fun and it's, you know, catty and it's got the whole thing. But um, that show really, uh, it's a poignant look of their struggle during the AIDS pandemic. And, you know, I am, uh, uh, since I was born, I have been a protector of the underdog, whether it's an actual dog or a person or a cause. I've just been a social justice warrior. I didn't know that's what it was called. I just, I can't handle it. I can't sit quiet. I can't keep quiet. It can't happen in my presence. It just can't. I, I, my spirit just, <laughs> I think that's just God let this fire in my heart. Like, what are you doing? You're articulate. You're smart. You're strong. What are you doing? Get up there. Say something. Say something. You know what I mean? It's, that's, how it, that's how it is in my soul when something is going wrong, people. That's why I'm loud. And um, I, love it. I don't, I can't. I just can't. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So let, let me set let me, my tea. Yeah, let me give you your um, introduction. So, welcome, guys. This is my regular podcast from stereo to all streaming sites. So, anything you use, really, um, Tidal, um, Spotify, Amazon Music, anything at all, it's probably going to be there. And um, yeah, this is my podcast, which shines a light on an individual's guest, and we get to know who they are as they are today. And tonight it is the season finale of season one of Tea Time with Paula Pereira. And I have the absolute fabulous guest, one of the biggest fans of Tea Time that I can And it's her 100th show. So guys, give it up for Mother Effin' America. Thank you, thank you. I'm so happy to be here for my 100th show. I cannot even believe that this is my 100th show. I get to spend it with you here at Tea Time. Um, I could not be more happy or proud. 
Thank yeah. you so, so much for having me. Show. I was just like, oh, girl, child, you are in for a treat. This is the season finale of this podcast. And Isn't that it? I love it. It's kismet. It's all meant to come together, baby. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, before we before we get into it, um, the first question, the most important question of them all, is what tea or beverage have you chosen for this discussion tonight? Today, I am drinking unsweetened cold brew iced tea in my favorite glass with several cubes of ice. Ah, I love that. Is there is there a specific where you which in in which you do your tea from? I sun brew it. Oh, as in not a sun brew tea. Um, you put it. You you put uh, uh, hot water in this big gallon thing, and you I put it Mm -hmm. on my porch, and then the sun heats it. You leave it up there all day. It's really strong. It's really good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I know it sounds it. weird. It's an American thing, but um, I don't like sweet tea. I know the Southerners are rolling over, gasping, clutching the pearls, but I just don't like sweet. Yeah, in my tea. I was gonna say, I was gonna say, are you into your Arnold Palmer's mm-hmm. and everything? No, no sweet, no lemonade, none of the lemon. Just not a fan. I, I don't do a lot of citrus, um, but I do mm-hmm. drink this stuff by the gallon. I drink a lot of water, a lot of tea, coffee. I like mm-hmm. the beverages. I used to drink a lot of soda. But pop up here, that's what they call it in Michigan. I'm Michigan stuff. Yeah, we, we call it fizzy we call it fizzy pop here as well. Fizzy pop, okay. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yes, sir. What um, are you drinking, sir? I am I'm a bougie ass bitch from London, even though I come from the 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 uh the Ratchet Streets of um the outskirts of London. I am drinking Earl Grey with a zest of orange and a splash of milk, oh no sugar. If you Oh will. I like that. I like Earl Grey. It's a nice tea. That is a very mm-hmm. nice tea. I like to sip that on a cold rainy day, like when I'm up on the lake when we're fishing and stuff and it gets kinda of chilly. That's nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So going back to going back to the beginning. So um, don't be afraid if you don't remember names. But do you have a favorite episode of Tea Time? Uh, which stories um, really inspired you the yes. most? Do you? Yes, I have a favorite. Um, the one that you did um, with EMC for Life, where Ooh. she spoke very openly and candidly and raw about. Mm-hmm. Um, all her things. I, as a mother, like 25,000 times, just wanted to reach through and hug her. Mm-hmm. And I mean, she's so strong and beautiful and talented in 10,000 ways. Who knew? Right? Who <laughs> knew that she had 25,000 things balanced on her plate at all times, right? I yeah, mean, I was the yeah, I was gonna say I was surprised when she revealed that she was part of child trafficking, and then her was it her um one of her members raped her when she was right. a child, and I was like, wow, this is this is really fucking raw now. Well, it, 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 the reason it resonated with me is ding, ding, ding. You know what I mean? I've never ever spoken with a woman who doesn't have some kind of uh, sexual trauma. 
Mm-hmm. Are you feeling me, gentlemen? Ever. And if they haven't been mm-hmm. sexually, outright sexually assaulted, they've been inappropriately spoken to, touched, etc. So, mm-hmm. uh, well, we'll get that's a whole nother freaking conversation. I'm not even going to go there. But MC for life, if you ever, ever hear this, know that mm, your episode mm. touched my soul and my heart in a way that uh, I can't quite articulate. But your bravery um, puts you straight up there with Xenia Warrior Princess. And I think that you're a badass. And the fact that you can still smile and write these songs on the quick and is a true testament that God is not done with you yet, sister. And you just mm-hmm. keep on keeping on because greatness is waiting for you. Mm. But this, this mm. is also this is also a thing that re- resonates with me as well because when I did a, a recent episode with Cupcake Alaska, um, okay, Emily yes. Morris. She yes. was it. She mentioned about how she went through sexual um, abuse, but as well, she made it. Um, she made a uh, um, a point that don't all also assume it's just women. It's also people from the LGBTQ community. And I, I, had to, I, I had to raise my hand and be like, hey, I've been raped when I was 12. I, I have lost my mm. self-esteem. I lost my confidence and all this. But you know what? At the end of the day, I regained that back. I reclaimed my life. And like you said, right. when you saw that, that tattoo um, in my post on Instagram recently, um, mm. So basically, if anyone hasn't seen a, the tattoo that I got, it's my very first tattoo. It's in the back. So and great. it's where that says Fiat Lux. It's Latin for Let There Be Light. And for me, it means yes. so much things. So me being a proud homosexual, it's a more of a rebirth um, in my life right now. Yes. It's redemption. And it's just, it's just reclaiming your life, knowing that you should not be afraid of um, what happens in your past. The past should be left behind. You move on. Um, like, you can forgive. Love the but you skin you're in. You God loves you just as you are. You can't forget. Uh, was it? You, you can, was it? Uh, let me rephrase that. You can't forget. I was like, you can forgive, but you can't forget. Because when I say that, at least it's making you a stronger person, knowing that you are going forward, you're moving forward to life, knowing that you know what what you want through life. You know who you are. You know what person you've become. And all of the shit that people have dealt with throughout their lives, it's a reclaim, it's a rebirth, and it's a redemption. On the same token, this is Mental Health Awareness Month. And it yeah. is not easy. Hey! It's 419. You got in there a minute, baby. You get that? <laughs> you guys got 420 over there? Are you a fan? Are you a cannabis kind of split out? Can we talk about that or no? Unfortunately, I, I've permanently quit um, marijuana after one month, like one month ago, um, due to okay. me smoking it for 11 years straight. But I don't okay. discourage other people who want to smoke it. Um, I allow people to okay. go for it. Like, you know what? Go for a smoke. Have, uh, have a okay. happy life if that's what you want. But it's, I would say never say never to, um, to a J, you know? If I, okay. if I well, had to... Yeah, go for it. Well, hear me out. 
Okay, so here in Michigan, I told you I'm a Michigangster. It is medically legal, which I have a card, but it's also recreationally legal. So it's no different than having a beer, going to the bar and mm-hmm. having a beer. Like you can stand on your yard and smoke a balloon. So, mm-hmm. hey, happy 420, everybody. Smoke them if you got them. I am lighting up right now. Hear this? Yeah, celebration of tea time. Uh, I was <laughs> considering an alcoholic beverage, but I never drink. This is what I do every day, 420. Um, I was, I've been doing a show every day at 419 just to come out and smoke know. a little. Because I'm a goofball, because I've got fibromyalgia, which it, it brings a bunch of chronic pain. And today I'm at a solid seven. Oh, God, mm-hmm. I'm at a solid seven on the pain scale of one to ten. And I do this in lieu of pain pills. No pain pills. Mm-hmm. But this is my choice. This is how I do it. I'm not begrudging anyone who takes pain pills. Mm-hmm. God bless you. Do what you got to do. I'm just, like, really trying to stave off all that until the very end. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but like I said, if I was to be offered um, a J, like, let's say um, in one year's time, if I was to go to Amsterdam and everything like that, like, I would never say never to it. It's just me. Right. I need to I need to have, shall we say, um, a long overdue um, detox, extended Break. detox, you know? Yes. Well, and you know what? If, you bring, if you're smoking all the time, which I don't smoke all day every day, just when I'm, mm-hmm. you know, mostly in the morning doing my coffee. I call it coffee and cannabis. It's my favorite time of the day because it's the best buzz of the day. And I'm in the most pain of the day usually. But today I had to go do laundry and some of those things that my body doesn't like it when I do. So my body reacts. And here in Michigan, fibromyalgia is caused by trauma. Whether mm-hmm. it is a car accident, long-term abuse, physical, emotional, or mental, um, any kind of trauma. Fibromyalgia is... Uh, can happen from any kind of trauma, but usually from long-term trauma. It's a neurological mm-hmm. disorder. I know all about. I could preach about that for days. Um, you need to rein me in, baby, because I <laughs> I would talk about this shit for for hours. So I apologize, <laughs> but I did need to smoke a little bit. I was waiting till four twenty to smoke. Because um, I'll go if you need to smoke, you smoke. But let's say let's oh, get I'm into gonna. your next. Question. Let's get okay. into your next question before we hit the ditties on your first subject of the night. Um, okay. If you can uh, share with the live listeners as well as um, those who'll be listening on the streaming sites, where you are in the world right now, and how is your lockdown situation, if any? I am in Kalamazoo, Michigan, and I have lived in quarantine. Since May 12th of 2020, I have my groceries delivered, my meds delivered. I only go to doctor's appointments and to my sister's house to watch a dog. I'm a pet sitter. I watch uh, dogs that uh, cannot be boarded due to age or illness or whatever, behavior or whatever. That's the only time I leave my house. Um, I have... Uh, the fibromyalgia, the asthma, the other things that are going on with me make me a uh, A1 target for this pandemic, this COVID, the Rona, mm-hmm. we call it up in here. <laughs> oh, no, it's the Rona. We lost a lot here uh, because in Michigan, it's Merkel all day, every day. And uh, we got a bunch of uh, idiots 
You know, we'll talk about the state that uh, stormed the Capitol with weapons oh and tried to uh, kidnap a governor. So uh, it's just embarrassing. We are not all idiots up in here, okay? We do read books. We, uh, I mean, U of M's here. Um, it's hard. It's hard when uh, uh, I, I'm, not, I'm never, I feel like I'm never going to be able to go outside. I haven't had human contact, anything. Like, when I was at my sister's house today, I was giving her the side eye, and she's like, what? I said, I feel like a weirdo. She says, what? I said, can I have a hug? She's like, of course. And so, like, she's going in for, like, your normal nonchalant hug, and I'm like, ah! She's like, whoa! <laughs> and we're both standing there giggling our asses up. And I was like, I'm feral, I'm feral, you gotta hug me back. <laughs> She has, she's got a really great sense of humor, but um, I, I joke about it, but it's the truth. Um, Y'all are free to do whatever you want. You can come at me sideways with your hydrochloroquine and all your, uh, oh, just do this and bounce on your head. No, because on top of it, I have a seven centimeter heart tumor. So that cannot be operated on. I was born with it. I found it when I caught COVID in 2019. They labeled it influenza a but we all know what it was it was around thanksgiving of 2019 we all know now that it was covid right it was here mm -hmm. so uh, my doctor had sent me in for a uh a ct scan because she was afraid i had pneumonia again for the 10,000th time i've had problems with my lungs since i was born problems with my nose blah 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 um and when they were in there, they saw this really weird uh, malformity in my heart. And I went to all these surgeons, and they're scratching their heads like, well, I don't know what it is. I never seen anything like it. I don't know what it is. And uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> that doesn't exactly inspire confidence. So, um, yeah, I'm staying inside. I'm staying in my bitch bungalow and uh, watching the – I mean, I've got everything I need. <laughs> don't get me wrong. I'm entertained. Um, but it's hard. It's hard. I like to I like to think that the the light um the light always shines and I like to think when I say that the there's always a light at the end of the tunnel. So just stay Yeah, strong. but sometimes it's a train. Sometimes it's a train. <laughs> and it knocks your head back twenty five paces, but then you just dust yourself off. And you just keep walking. You know what I'm saying? I don't care. I just know it's a journey. Do you see what I'm saying? I don't mm -hmm. care. I just keep pushing forward. Uh, even if something knocks me down, I know from experience after everything I've survived, somehow I'm just going to keep surviving. <laughs> God wants me to do something, baby. Do not feel sorry for me. This, I'm not telling you these things to feel sorry for me. This is just reality. You feel me? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm not even. No, I'm not. I'm feeling sorry for you. I mean, I'm, what I'm saying is, I I have no doubts in my mind that there's always a light at the end of the tunnel. And this pandemic, yeah. like, listen, if the world can go through a pandemic back in the 1920s, then we can survive another pandemic. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely, absolutely. I just I was really excited about the J and J. Uh, vaccine because it didn't have any it had didn't have any anaphylactic uh, repercussions. And mm -hmm. for those of you who don't know, um, an anaphylactic allergy you can you stab your you know yourself in the leg with the epipen right, 
I have three, well, well, one really bad anaphylactic allergy to cats. And when you stab yourself with an EpiPen, it's like a huge adrenaline rush, too, right? Well, with a heart tumor, that's not the best thing. <laughs> and adrenaline rush, not the best thing. So <laughs> then it's like, oh, but wait, J&J, there's a possibility you can get blood clots. So let me get this straight. I can die in my own mucus. <laughs> I can get a heart attack. Or you can get these big, nasty blood clots and show up six weeks later. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I'm going to stay in my bitch bungalow. <laughs> I'm just going to smoke some weed and play Fortnite and talk on stereo and do my thing. I, I mean, yeah, I talk on stereo, but there's, I mean, I do other stuff. Well, it sounds like, it sounds like you, you've been striving more than um, oh, struggling. Yes. Oh, yes. I struggle, but I don't give up, baby. I don't. I mean, I might be walking through the valley, but I know I'm not going to pitch my tent here. Never. Yes. Yes. That's what I like to hear. Yes. Yes. I love it. I love it. Yes. Okay. Let me get into the, um, before we get into the subjects, let me remind you guys, this is a regular podcast shining a light on my special guest, which happens to be Muffin, uh, Mother Effin America. And this is also the season finale, the season finale of season one. We are ending with a high. We end our, we are ending with, uh, Mother's, um story today so before we get into it um there are five subjects based on her life which is always the same for every guest who comes in for tea time and i will remind you what those subjects are so it's a person of influence a location music um tv a television series uh or a movie and the wildcard subject both um to close the show off with but before we get into it let me hit these ditties and see what you guys are saying and we'll get into the first one so the first message is from auntie social guess who's here oh my god angie thank you for coming i'm so blessed that you came thank you so much darling oh my god i'm so blessed i love this woman Welcome, I mean, this is uh, the first time we've met, so welcome, my love. Welcome to Tea Time. This is my regular podcast, and thanks for joining us. Thanks for supporting myself and Mother F in America. And guys, just to put it out there, like I said on um, every episode, to remind you, any donations going my way will be going to the Stonewall Charity. It is a fabulous charity that supports the LGBT plus community, and as well, they are working with Black trans lives matter any donations will be greatly appreciated otherwise sharing is caring caring is kind do not be afraid to share the show send us some love if you are enjoying the show clap yes. it up give us give us some snaps give us some laughy face whatever the emojis we've and got emojis all those new be- emojis i want to see some happy some laughing faces and the fire and all the things and no. uh I'm telling you right now, do not subscribe to me. I'm not going to give you any kind of behind the purple curtain <laughs> special treatment. But if you would like to donate me to me, it will go straight to my entertainment while in quarantine. Uh, it sucks here. I've got four, 500 square feet to uh, myself, and i got to step outside to change my mind. So <laughs> anything would be appreciated. <laughs> but you don't have to. You don't have to. 
You absolutely do not have to. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Guys, if, like I said, Sharon is caring. Um, react if you're enjoying the show. And also, don't be afraid to leave yeah. a voice note. So, hello. Yeah. Um, bye bye. I'm my, my open book. Ask other questions. <laughs> Don't be afraid to send us some love. Share, was it? Share some honesty. Share your experiences if you can relate. That'll be absolutely relate. Wonderful. Yes, yes. Please, if you can relate. If I mm-hmm. yes, please, please, please. Mm-hmm. Okay, the next one is from Video Guy. All right, I'm gonna try this. Hello, Pablo Perriera. I hope that's right. Oh, I can't roll my R's very well. And the always wonderful Miss Mother F in America. How are you guys How doing, you doing this baby? wonderful Sunday afternoon? <laughs> wonderful, you know darling. Thank you for being here, baby. Do you know what's so funny? It's actually always, I, I don't actually, was it, I have I've honestly given up with people to pronounce my name. Because you know why? I put, it's on my bio, and it's actually on brackets how to pronounce the name, you know? And it's not even that hard to pronounce, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, hooked on phonics wasn't in every school, honey. That's all I can say. <laughs> if I, that's why I chose. To, I, I knew that if I came on here with my real name, people would be tripping over their tongues trying to say it. So I just went with something funny. I, I actually came up with this character. How do you actually pronounce your name? My full name, the last name you mean, Brodsky. Brodsky, that's not so hard. Well, I know, but you should hear how people slaughter it. Brodsky, <laughs> Broduski, what is, are you Polish? <laughs> no, I'm Czech. <laughs> Give me a let me check that. <laughs> What's your first name, if you don't mind me asking? I'm sorry? What is your first name, if you don't mind me asking? Allison, with one L. Uh-huh. Pronounce Allison, really? Pardon? It's not that hard to pronounce Allison, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, but when I lived in the South, no one knew how to pronounce it. They legit would come out of the waiting room and they said, I don't know how to pronounce this name, and they read it out loud. (laughs) In the South, when I I lived in Georgia, I lived in Georgia, and and no one knew how to pronounce it. No one. I was gonna say I I'm uh, I'm from a Portuguese background like my family's Portuguese I we live in the UK and it's so funny how the white British people just t- pronounce it Paulo and I'm just like thinking just because your white asses um can um, get used to the name Paul doesn't exactly mean by adding the O it's pronounced like that you know this is why this Whoa. is why I'm the spicy because I'm just like spicy it's Paolo. Put the emphasis well, in it, honey. Right. Well, right? You have to put some sexy in there. No, yes. You have to put some sexy in there. Put some sex in that tongue when it comes out. <laughs> <laughs> He's bringing sexy back. Yup. Uh, okay. <laughs> the next message is from Vinnie Blanco. It's motherfucking tea time with motherfucking America and Paulo Pereira, the spice of stereo, bitch. 
Make sure that y'all are dropping messages, clapping up on the bottom left side of the screen. And also make sure that you are sharing this live all over your social media. I'm talking about Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and motherfucker Snapchat. Benny Blanco has been gone for a little bit, minute, minute, but he's back with the jump off. Absolutely. I just wanted to shake the room, send you guys light, love, positivity, and energy. And a little bit of Blanco can do so. Y'all know how I get down. And I hope that you guys are enjoying your broadcast and enjoying your evening. Um, I'll be up here in the comments for section for a good time or a long time. So make sure that whatever you do this evening, that you do, however, get back at your boy. Yiddy! Nice. Thank you. Welcome back. <laughs> Where have you been? Welcome back. He's been he's been working. He got he got himself a job and now he's uh, working like Hell yeah, stack that paper, baby. Good Lord knows if I was still healthy enough. If this body could make money right now with all the service jobs open, I would write my ticket. I heard a great um, anti-social is got is on anchor, you guys. If you are not following her, why not? Why not? She's got this great uh, treatment on, on, on anchor about how we as workers need to be going into interviews, like interviewing the employer. What are you going to do for me? Huh? What are mm. you going to do for me? Because I got all these skills and I can build up your business. What you going to do for me? Why should I work for you? Hmm? <laughs> I love it. I love it. Write okay, your ticket, gonna... people. Make your salary. Set your hours. Set your bennies. They will pay them. If you mm -hmm. are good at what you do, sell yourself. Set yourself up right now because this is the time to do it. Don't let them tell you that your skills aren't worth anything. They are worth everything right now. People are dying for employees. They're crying for them. Crying. Mm -hmm. Having to close their businesses for them. Sell yourselves. Bring that wage up yourselves. Fuck the government. Do it yourselves. Let's do mm -hmm. it. Let's we the people do it. By forcing them it. to do it. Okay. I'm a rebel, baby. Quickly. Let's get into the next one. So, next one is Soul Reaper. Hey, Mother of America. Hey, Paolo. Mother of America, thank Soul you. Reaper. I appreciate the love you're spreading. Thank you, darling. Oh, thanks, honey. Thank you. I love it. Okay, the next one is from Mystery Inc. Hi, Paolo. Thank you for having motherfucking America on the show. She's my favorite queen on this him. app. She's one of the funniest Aww. people, one of the most honest Aww. people on here. And uh, she's Thank always you, trying to spread love, light, and laughter. So uh, if I you're not am. following her yet, please do. Much love, mother. Thank you, baby. Thank you, Miss Drink. Thank you so much. I adore you. I appreciate you being one of my, my biggest fan by far. Thank you. And he, he has it. such a sexy voice. You know, I always he say, does. I always say, does. I, always, I always say this. Why is there not a dating app where rather than looking at someone's photo, you're just talking to them like voice to voice, you know? Because I find voices I quite sexy. Very. The texting thing is sucks. It, you, you, you lose connotation and tone and texture and the funny you miss it in the text texting can get mm -hmm. so misconstrued it's ruined hundreds and hundreds of relationships it's like i've texted people like honey trust me if you would have heard me say those words you would have left your asses up instead of fucking being all mad at me right now up on your panties you know what i mean 
<laughs> I speak that Jedi level sarcasm so people can't tell it doesn't translate well in, in text. Mm-hmm. 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 Well, once again, thank you, Mr. Ick, for listening in and welcome to Tea Time, love. Okay, thank one more. You. We have one from Yusuf. Hello, mom. How are you today? Um, it's your son, Yusuf. Yes. I don't know. You're like, what's that? <laughs> no, for real. Like, I've never seen that man before in my life. So. <laughs> oh, that's another troll. Oh, no, no, no. I'm, I'm for real. So, before we came out, I tried to de troll, you know, the follower list, but that's a never ending process. So, be warned. Uh, pull mm-hmm. up the waiters, plug your nose. Well, Troll otherwise, if he's a good person, he's um, he's here to um, listen uh, very nicely. Oh. Welcome okay. to Tea Time. Well, welcome. We'd love to. Welcome, welcome. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's get into it. So, ladies, gentlemen, non-binary peeps, and mother effing America, are you ready for your Tea Time experience? I'm so ready. I'm so ready. Okay, let's get into it. So, we have five subjects, like I mentioned before, based on your life, who you are, as you are. Let's get into it. So, your first subject of tea time is a person of influence and admiration. Tonight, your chosen choice is... Robin Williams. Ooh, why Robin Williams? Because he was... I remember watching him on Walk and Mindy when I was a child. And um, I am on the highest uh, end of the Asperger's, higher functioning scale of Asperger's, right? And so I never really, uh, it's hard for me to learn to fit in. And I didn't understand things. And Walk was really awkward. And, uh, you know, <laughs> he just sat on his head on a chair. <laughs> right? He represented my awkwardness. And um, mm-hmm. he was really funny and he made me laugh. And um, I don't remember what. Okay, so before I say this, you know, I don't even know if I'm going to share it. So I'm just going to say that I have, a, I have several sets of skills and God has blessed me with a lot of gifts. And mm-hmm. um, three of those gifts are knowledge discernment and prophecy and for whatever reason I sometimes I just know what I know and I told uh, one day I was watching a show and my mom with my little brother and uh, of course John's laughing he's about two years younger than me and he's laughing his ass up and um, I just my mom came in and I was just sad she asked me what I said and I just had this feeling that I saw him on the screen and he just felt sad to me like He's got all these people around him and stuff, right? And what's that famous quote that he had? Um, the worst feeling is that feeling lonely. It's being surrounded mm-hmm. by people you love and feeling lonely, right? And so that's mm-hmm. what I saw in the show as a little girl, right? Mm-hmm. And it was like he showed me the, he, I don't know, it was just like interpreted on the show. And I just became a fan right then, and I followed his career, and he's made me laugh. Man, that man's made me so laugh. I've blown milk and pop and coffee, all kinds of things out my lungs, laughing so hard over the years. 
Bove's stuff. Don't get me started. He's and then you know the tragic way in which he went, feeling like you know millions and millions and millions of us just loved and adored and worshipped the ground at which he walked on, and he felt alone mm -hmm. as a mother, as a grandmother. I got goosebumps all the way down my toes right now. Um, mm -hmm. That is a sadness as a mother that I can't even articulate. I just want to hug his heart. I just want to lay his head on my chest and kiss his forehead and tell him he's not alone. I'm not here. I love you. I think you're amazing. What do you need me to do? You need me to hold your hand? You want me to make a sandwich? We want me to do mm -hmm. to prove to you that you're not alone. And why weren't the people in his life looking at him and not seeing that he wasn't alone, that he wasn't right? And as a person who uh, feels that, I don't know how else to tell my people that because they don't see it in me either when I'm feeling that way. I don't know how else to tell them. But I, you know, I've made several attempts in my life, but the last time that I did in 2011. I looked up at God and I said, all right, all right, I get it. I got a, uh, you got a plan. I get it. I won't do this again. I get it. I get it. I get it. I got you. I heard you. All right. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So it makes me sad that uh, in his final moments, he just felt so like he was such a burden that he was in so much pain that was the only way he could go. And that is part of the reason why I am trying to heal the world with love, light, laughter, doing these random acts of kindness when I can, mm -hmm. when I see them. I don't want anyone to feel alone or sad. That's, that's the worst feeling in the world. And that is why He's one of the major players in my life that touched my soul, for sure. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I mean, was it I for a season finale for you to choose a person of influence such as Robin Williams? Listen, I have to bow down to you. I have to give you all claps. I have to give you all the snaps because, honey, let me tell you this. I might have been born in 1992, but I grew I grew up with him majorly. I right. grew up with right. I adored all the films he was in. Like my absolute favorites were Mrs. Doubtfire, um, Flubber. <laughs> you so good. I was, Flubber, I was into, yes. I was into Jumanji. I was yeah. into um, the Night of the Museum. I was into all of that. And it was just his spirit, his acting, his like in, uh, credibility was just so phenomenal. I've never witnessed someone who had such a light shining with his work that he did. From and inside. From inside, and yeah. And anyone feel amazing. He mm -hmm. never, I mean, yes, the spotlight was on him, but he, if you really watch Robin Williams, when he was like in a room or um, doing stand up or whatever, it wasn't about him. His comedy really wasn't about him. It was about how he interacted with the world, right? Mm -hmm. It wasn't about look at me, look at me. It was about how he did his funny. Mm -hmm. 
Does that mm-hmm. make sense to you? Exactly. He mm-hmm. was what I would call a um, catalyst. He was mm-hmm. wonderful at uh, eliciting, bringing out the talents of everyone around him and just amplifying those talents, right? Mm-hmm. I just, such a, just an amazing man. And I, I um, correct me if I'm wrong. Like, I don't know if you would agree with me. Is the day that he passed away was the day that majority of the world was absolutely shook by the re- shook. Uh, revelation of what happened. And like, they, they, I, I don't know if this was like the beginning, but this was like, for me, I felt like this was the beginning of something, uh, of a conversation people to be be more open with which was mental health and yes the mental that he was going through he he kept it quiet and everything like that and then the day he passed i feel like was the day that like everyone realized they opened their eyes they they basically woke themselves by realizing and said hey i'm going through this too i need to get yeah you need to say something you know because up until that point, um, and you know, the stigma that is associated with having anything wrong with you mentally is still there. And I think that is why he didn't step up. And that is why I am such an advocate. I, wa- I don't want it to be called mental health. I want it mm-hmm. to just be called health. How's your health? What's going on with your health? Mm-hmm. And I want these ridiculous um standards for people to be lifted um you wouldn't expect a person with a broken leg to roll a marathon so why are you expecting a person in the middle of a bout of depression to keep their regular schedule it's mm-hmm. literally a chemical fucking problem they mm-hmm. can't control it if they could they would Mm. How many was it? I mean, it's like getting mad. It's like getting. It's like getting mad at somebody um, with cancer for puking after a chemotherapy treatment. You know what I'm saying? They can't help that. Would you agree that was it back then, before all all of this uh, even happens? Like, let's say the 50s, 60s, and 70s. That, that so was still a thing. It was such a thing that people would not recognize. People would not even dare to discuss even share. One discussed it at all. At all, my grandfather uh, died at 52, 54 years old from PTSD heart attack. He could talk to nobody about what he went through in that war. He had mm-hmm. internalized all that. He was a drunk. You know what I mean? You couldn't have no one to talk to about that. You couldn't talk to... I mean, my grandmother's sister was put in a mental hospital because she had uh, epilepsy. That's how messed mm-hmm. up things were back then. You know, and things then, evolved and they changed. If you had to speak about it, if you even had the courage, like back then, they would just put you in a, like a mental asylum. In or a mental asylum, yep. Yep, they're still doing that. They're still doing this. They're still doing this. So I'm really, uh, for a long time on this app, I would, you know, 
get people's faces about, so what if I'm loud? I'm Italian, suck my, you know, whatever. But it's really because I have, you know, sensory issues. <laughs> it is definitely because I'm Sicilian and Italian, but I digress. Um, I love it. I, I am in from Italy. So you know, you know, you feisty man. I know you know. Um, I am in active recovery for my mental health. Right, I am healing. I am working. Uh, I'm. You know, it's not. It doesn't happen just because you go to you know ten appointments doesn't mean you get a certificate and you're done. It takes as long as it takes. Just like grief. It mm-hmm. takes as long as it takes. And once you finish one stage, doesn't mean you're not going to go back to it again. So it's mm-hmm. a lifelong journey. Um, I am not, I am 49 years old, but I'm living in my 50th year. This might be a lifelong pursuit, but I am going to pursue it. The, mm-hmm. the idea is this. If I heal the traumas, the nervous system will heal itself. And then I just fibromyalgia won't be so messed up and have a grip on my daily life, right? Mm-hmm. I know intellectually I vibrate at a higher frequency, right? I know I'm smarter than your average bear. I want everything else up to two. So I can do better for the world. I found out through a DNA test last year that I'm 20% Jewish. Mm-hmm. Raised a Christian. So I found out after taking this really cool class that Jewish people believe that we are the bridge between God and the earth and that we are, we are, I mean, our inner lives with God are the most important, right? Mm -hmm. And so we want to help everybody realize what their gifts are, what they're here to do, right? God put the grain, put the wheat here, but we turned it into the bread. That's the bridge, right? Mm -hmm. So if we love and accept everyone where they're at with their gifts and quit trying to stick everyone into the same round hole, I don't know, maybe we can make the earth better. Make everyone better. Quit making them feel bad about not being the same. We're not meant to be the same. We're all Mm -hmm. interwoven. I want to scream at the sky. I don't understand why these people are fighting about my God is much better than your. No, it's not. We're all playing. You know, it's just, ah, but I, uh, I digress. You know what I'm saying? But I can't, because the truth is you don't know till you go. You can pontificate all day long, children, but the truth is you don't know till you go. And then when mm-hmm. you get there, what are you going to do if you're wrong? apologize just saying so in the meantime try kindness it's free and smiles are contagious just like you know good music makes you movie booty you know what I'm saying Mm -hmm. am I wrong definitely not I absolutely good vibes good things are contagious so what let's just try to do that for a hot second try to be kind for a second and I have learned since this whole crap shows happened that common sense is not a flower that grows in everyone's garden. And mm-hmm. I think because AI is doing everything for us, we don't use our critical thinking skills anymore. It's like a superpower, right? 
I wasn't. I was in a in a light-hearted note. Um, do, okay. what, do you do you have your first memories of Robin Williams? Do you remember how you found him? Uh, f- uh, found him of his work or who he was yeah. back then? Yep. My mom plopped us in front of the TV at uh, at, uh, six and four, seven and five. No, younger than that. Yeah, six and four, seven and five. Said, here, watch Mark and Mindy. It's funny, you'll like it. (laughs) I told you that at the beginning of the show. He was awkward (laughs) and he, like, was funny, just like me. I mean, there's a. awkward and funny, just like me. Yeah. What was your favorite? What's your favorite uh, what's your favorite work of him? That's not fair. You can't do that. There's too many things of Robin Williams that are out there, but but oh. okay, so, let me rephrase that. What are the ones that you would um, rewatch over and over again that you'll never get sick of? Mrs. Doubtfire, absolutely, because uh one of the <laughs> <laughs> He's so passive aggressive and petty, right? Mrs. Doubtfire is so passive aggressive and petty. <laughs> yeah, how can you now? It was a it was a run by fruiting. How can you not laugh at that line <laughs> when she pegs him in the face of the grapefruit or whatever that was? There's so many golden gems out of that that movie. <laughs> uh, Dead Poet Society. Um, Captain by Captain, you know, the kids are like, my Captain by Captain. Um, oh, like, just kidding. Oh, folks. Um, oh my God, there's so many, there's so many. Um, and you know what? I'm going to stop right there because this is going to be one of those things that I'm going to wake up at like four in the morning, like, why didn't you see this movie? <laughs> I mean, but for sure. <laughs> Those two are uh, those two are good polar opposites of his. I think those show the the real spectrum of his abilities. Wouldn't you agree? But, yeah, I was gonna say. So regarding Mrs. Doubtfire, I recently read the autobiography <laughs> Mara Wilson, who happens to be the actress who played the youngest daughter from the movie, as well as the, oh, hilarious. the lead actress of Mara uh, was it uh, Matilda, and she stated in her book. Yeah, she states in her book that um, of all the people that she's met in the film industry, she quit the film industry like a couple of years ago, but she stated in her autobiography that um, of all the people she's come across um, in the film industry, by far it was Robin Williams who was the one who was one of the most humblest people she has ever had the eyes is and the yep. soul to witness because she yep. she described him as to being an actual genuine person with a heart of yep. gold he wanted yep. to know how you felt how you were um how was Looking your day yep. yes and the day yep. when when she found out he passed away like she like she went through like a depression for I think three to we five months did. where she she was just like it broke my heart knowing that the greatest man that I've probably met in my entire existence has left the world due to um his struggles. Being and alone. 
in a book as well. Sorry to interrupt. She wrote in a book as well that that was the time where she allowed herself to say mental health is okay to talk about. It is okay to say it's right. not okay. Yes. It tore me apart. It, I went through something similar, maybe not three to five months, but absolutely an extended period of time where it absolutely, I mean, it, I, I don't know, I, I think, I don't even know where we, where I was. I, I The picture in my head is I'm in a bright office somewhere and I had to sit down. Like I started to cry. I grabbed my chest. I started to cry. I don't even mm-hmm. know the man, but his work, his, because I maybe it's, Again, because I connected with him on that awkward, weird level when I was a kid, you know? Um, mm-hmm. I had this great, big, huge Jupiter personality, and I've had it my entire life, right? So mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> <clears throat> I don't know. I just felt a kinship with him since I was really little, six or seven. And you know what? It's actually quite funny. My mom doesn't speak much English because... Um, she has severe dyslexia, so it's hard for her to even learn the language because it's not her first language. And she does struggle to write in English and both in Portuguese. But I remember the day that he passed away, my mom broke down because she was like, this guy literally entertained me and entertained you guys. Aww. like." And she she knew his name. She knew his name, even though like she finds it difficult to pronounce the names in English. But she knew who he was, yeah. and she was just like she was really disheartened that he he left us. You know. I liken his humbleness and his kindness, salt of the earth kind of quality, to Keanu mm-hmm. Reeves. He's another person I facilitated between the two. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Is there anything else you want to discuss further before we move on to the next subject? No, sir. Okay. So, let me remind you guys, this is a regular tea time... Sorry, this is a regular podcast going from Stereo... Stereo? Stereo to all streaming websites. So, such as Tidal, Amazon Music, Spotify, wherever you you are using, it's going to be on there. And yes. tonight, it is Mother F in America. And this is her 100th show. And as well, the season Hello. finale of Tea Time, guys. So thank you for so joining exciting. us. Thank you so much for being here. Yes. Killing so. is killing. And we put up those emojis. We want to see some laughs and fire and a clap. Give us a clap. <laughs> you never hear me say that, but I digress. Join the show right now. And as well, leave us some voice notes if you are inspired by our talk so far. And as well, remember to donate for both of us. I am accepting donations for Stonewall Charity, which is... Oh, thank you, Mr. Inc. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Yes, thank you for the donation for uh, um, mother, mother herself. And yes, I was saying, any donations going my way will go to Stonewall Charity, which is an LGBT plus community um, of a charity, which is a great cause. All proceedings, 100% will go to that charity. And they are working with Black Trans Lives Matter. So even if you 
if you want to donate 99 cents 99p wherever you are that'd be greatly appreciated otherwise like i said sharon is caring karen is kind share the show share it to all your social medias share on discord wherever whatever you're using really and leave us some voices if you are inspired by the show if even if you want to say hello uh, if you have any questions that'd be greatly appreciated we'll answer your questions absolutely so before we get yes, into i am an app Hold on, hold on. Um, I am an I'm an open book. I will answer anything that you want to know. I'm not afraid. Also, why isn't everybody using these cool new emojis? The uh, I can't believe they have the uh, rock and roll uh, emoji. That was I. I'm super excited about that one. But the laughing emoji, I've been using the crap out of that one. <laughs> of course, I have though, right? I'm always laughing. <laughs> anyway, I digress. I'm so sorry. But uh, please continue, please continue. And also, shout out to the who has just subscribed to me. Thank you, love. And Thank I will you. hopefully out for you uh, on this episode as well as um, on future tea times as well as future shows. So, um, before we get into the next subject, um, let's hit this ditty, and it's from Kaylee. Oh, one second. Hey, what's up, motherfucking hey. America? And Paulo. How you doing? <laughs> I love her. Now, if you guys don't know who that is, I'm just going to say this. Pineapple does go on pizza. Okay? Okay. <laughs> she is uh, full of crazy shenanigans. And fun. Thank you so much for being here. I'm going to say, do you know what is underrated when it comes to pizza? And nobody I, yeah. ever mentions it. Sweet corn. Never try that. Um, try sweet corn on pizza. Delish. It's actually lush. Oh. Heidi. Hmm. Heidi. And also, if anyone wants to know what kind of pizza I like, I'm a bougie-ass bitch, so I like it with um, goat cheese. I like it with roasted pine nuts. I Yum. like it with rocket oh. olive oil. I'm extra virgin. I like it with caramelized red onions. Um, I like Yummy. it with a nice, delicious tomato base and shit ton of cheese, honey. Yummy. That sounds amazing. I like thin oh. crust and I cannot lie. <laughs> 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 I so stupid. Ah, I do like me a thin crust. Um, I it's a pizza mm. palace talk, you know. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm telling you. If I could have one of those pizza, uh, one of those things that are built right into the earth, mm. mm-hmm. best pizza ever. Best oh, pizza ever. Real band. You so silly. I love it. You're so silly. Oh my god. But my three favorite toppings. Italian sausage, of course. Green oh, Italian I'm sorry, what? Yeah, continue, but I was saying Italian sausage, you're speaking my language, honey. Mmm, yes. A green olive and onion. Onion. Yes. I love it. I love how you say um, onion as onion. I should start saying that. Onion. onion. <laughs> oh, no, he, 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 oh, that's like my little mermaid chef. 
impersonation. Okay, let's, let's continue. Let's play one more, and it's another one from Katie. Oh, 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 we're, we're fighting now. I will beam you into space. <laughs> I'm so sorry, you got me. I, love I gotta beat myself. I still did you a spot. I'm dying. I'm dying. Hard I've been going pay for to the DMs about doing the show. I love you, girl. Please put some fire and some love up for me. You know, I had to I had to poke the bear a little bit. <laughs> Nothing but love for you. Um teach you this whole show about uh why pizza is hilarious. A random shenanigans her and the partner there. Whoever she talks to, wherever she goes, there's yeah. random shit. Even though I like ass peaches, listen, give me a greasy ass piece of motherfucking pizza any day. Like shit ton of tomato base, shit ton of cheese, shit ton of peppers, shit ton of sweet corn, no. whatever that. Right. Pizza, but it's her firm position that pineapple is an abomination on pizza. It should never be there. <laughs> So when I said that pineapple belonged on pizza, that's where that came from. Oh, it's so funny. It was like we draw. <laughs> she drew a line in the sand, and I was like tiptoeing down the line, like I don't know. <laughs> I might go on a pizza. <laughs> Private joke. I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, oh, I think I'm halfway through that. Not so fatty. Hmm. <laughs> Okay, let's get into the So, ladies right. and gentlemen, John Binary Peeps and Mother F in America, are you ready for your next subject of tea time? I was born ready, baby. Bring it. Maybe she was born with it. Maybe she was born with dysmorphia. <laughs> <laughs> Is that where your back's all whacked out? No. Nah. It, it was a quote from Drag Race UK, um, Crystal. She came oh! in the background. Like, You're cutting in and out. With, maybe she was born with body dysmorphia. <laughs> oh, body dysmorphia. <laughs> oh, I feel so bad for those girls. That's when they puke and stuff, right? You got the anorexia. They don't like how they look all the time. You get plastic surgery. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay, anyways, yeah. let's get into that. Anyway. Ladies and gentlemen, mother effing in America, let's get into your next subject. So, based on your life, who you are, as you are, your next subject of Tea Time is a location slash destination of fond memories. Tonight, your chosen okay. choice. Mars? My grandparents' cabin in Houghton Lake in uh, Prudingville, Michigan. Um, why this so great, you guys. Oh, I'm going to tell you why. So it was my grandparents' cabin, and then there was one, two, three. I think there was four more cabins in a row, and they were all relation, right? There were the Hortons mm -hmm. and the, you know, all these different cousins and aunts and uncles. And a week or two out of every summer, every summer, all the families would go up there. And at night, there were these bonfires with guitars and harmonicas and all these adults. Oh, I'm getting goosebumps. Oh, my Lord. Oh, I might even cry. I might even cry. So they would sing all these wonderful songs like, 
Oh, black water, keep on rolling, Mississippi moon, keep on shining on me. I mean, all these harmonies and point harmonies. And I would just stare and listen in awe because I didn't join this family until I was like six or seven years old. My mm-hmm. mom uh, remarried and um, just uh, every step, there was a rope swing and we'd walk. you could stand in the road and look down the road and the lake was right there. It was a little bit of a walk, but the lake was right there. I learned to ski on that lake. I fished on that lake. I learned to swim in that lake. So many memories there. The cookouts, um, the shenanigans with the cousins. Don't get me started. (laughs) How about the random shenanigans with the cousins? Oh, my God. Hey, you know, it's funny because... Uh, my mom joked that when I was born, that instead of smacking my ass to see if I was, uh, you know, alive, you know, to scream, they stamped gullible on my head. So <laughs> my cousins, Marty, Tony, Joe, and uh, Jimmy, they'd say, hey, Ellie, <laughs> if you, you know, did you know that if you do this, this will happen? Really? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I learned a lot of things at my grandparents' cabin. <laughs> oh, that's, that's it. I wouldn't trade those memories for anything, nothing. And um, I learned uh, how to use one of my gifts up there. I learned that if I stared into the uh, campfire in the in the middle of the bonfire there that I could astro project and I could uh, I could do all kinds of things with my gifts if I stared into the fire and slowed down my breathing. It's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love it. When was the last time you were there? Do you know? They sold that cabin when I was, I don't know, 13, 14. I have to check with my mom. Um, but that didn't stop us. I mean, on top of going to the grandparents' cabin, you know, once or twice every summer. My family was awesome. Uh, my dad was an angler fisherman, and we had a real tiny boat. It wasn't fancy. It wasn't no yacht, okay? But he took us fishing, and we, uh, you know, his brothers fish, and, you know, my aunties, and they're hunters and fishers, because here in Michigan, that's what we do. We're, in, we're into the nature thing, and um, mm-hmm. we'd go uh, fishing in Manistee and Monroe and Ludington and Rogers City. We're always going, like, not, you know, we go to campgrounds and stateland. You know what I'm saying? It's not like hotels. Mm-hmm. We camp. It's great. It was awesome. Nothing better than uh, mud between your toes and going to the water. And I don't know. We grew up, it, 80s was a whole other world, a whole other planet. I want you guys to picture this. It's summer, 1984, and I wake up, I go and do my chores. I say to my mom, hey, mom, is it okay if I go see you at dinner? (laughs) It's 10 o'clock in the morning. Wait, who are you going with? Okay, see you later. She, you know, (laughs) I mean, yes, she knew the general gist of the plan, but she didn't. I mean, today's moms are like helicopter moms, right? 
they know it right down to the millisecond what the kids are doing, what they're eating, where they're going. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They do not let them walk alone. They do not let. It's just. It was just a whole other world, and I'm really grateful that I grew up then. And mm-hmm. um, I'm really, really down. Now, when I go fishing, um, I'm more of an angler. Like I, I catch and release. You know. I will eat mm-hmm. them. I will dress them. I know how to do that, but I, I'm more of a catch and release. It's more of one with the fish. Have you mm-hmm. ever been fishing? I have you never been fishing. <laughs> you do not have the patience to fish. I do not think you can sit long enough. Like, okay, I'm sitting here. Nothing's happening. Why here, fishy, fishy, fishy? Am I right? Put claps up in the air if you think that this is what would be happening on the boat. Like, he'd be giving me the eyes like, uh, motherfucking America, where are these fish? Where are these fish? I love you. No, but, um, I, like I do not think you have the temperature. I'm going to be on the other side of the boat. I'm like, so when can we eat now? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Are these uh are these Wale gonna be tasty? Are they gonna be beer bad at here? Let me mix a drink. How much you want bet? How much how much would I bet you catch a fish? I'll be like, oh that's so cute. You catch another one, we're like, well, that one's ugly. But okay. <laughs> we cannot that's eat true. that one. I am not <laughs> eating that one. <laughs> that's hilarious. Yes. I just be like, I I'm suspicious about his face. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's some ugly fish. So there's different levels to fishing, right? A lot of the fishing we did was from a boat on a lake, like on an inland lake. We did do some Great Lake fishing. Uh, mm-hmm. We did do uh, some downrig fishing, like uh, we were <laughs> fishing for dinosaurs, like all the like the sturgeon and stuff that prehistoric fish that are gross, just to say that you caught them. To not mm-hmm. understand that fishing at all, but I digress. Um, I'm all down if you're hunting to or fishing or whatever to eat it, to honor it. You know what I mean? But if you are hunting something to hack off its head, to stuff it, to put it on your wall, I do not agree with that. But that's just mm-hmm. survivalist in me. Um, mm-hmm. But do what you do. You, you, That's a conversation for you and, you know, Whoever you do with, I, I got my own porch to sweep and it's pretty big at the moment. So as long as you're not picking my pocket or breaking my leg, love who you love, do what you do. Just don't hurt anybody in the process, please, because then we got a problem. Mm-hmm. I mean, was it? I've, as you know, I'm a, I'm a bit of a foodie. I love cooking and I'm, I'm a Me professional. Too. But listen, if it comes to you fishing, honey, I'll be the one cooking it, you know? I will gladly, gladly sit there and smoke my face off and eat after it's done. Absolutely. It'll taste delicious. And, and I'll let me you and- I'll cook you as if you're um, cooking for kings and queens out there. Oh, that reminds me of that song. And we'll never be royals. Yes, you can cook for me all day. You're hired. You're hired. <laughs> when I, I win it. my gazillion dollars, darling, I'm hiring you as my personal chef. Okay. I love it. Okay. I- yes. Hi. Uh, if you would like to have me back to under in no time. 
what okay so you say all these memories and everything like what how did it all start like did you and uh, did your um, grandparents have this cabin like since but you I were, don't know how they had it did they get it at some point in your in their lives whilst um whilst you were there or how did how did it all come around no that was already up that that was already established when my mom married my dad you know what i mean now um i call him my dad because you know he's been my dad since i was like six right Mm -hmm. so my my sperm donor is still alive living down in florida but you know i don't know him um my dad is the man she's married to now so yeah. Oh, I love it. I love it. Okay, it's is true. there anything is there anything else of this topic um, um you want to go further before we get into the next ditties and next Just subject? one more thing. Just one more thing. Um summer's coming up, everybody. Please put your phones away and gather around the bonfire. Please get out your guitars and harmonicas. Please sing and look the songs and look in the faces. Please put down your phones. I actually had Pandose um, in Tea Time where she said the same thing as well. Yep. She was like, if you, guys have time, if you guys have time to be on social media, if you have time to have a getaway in like, let's say abroad or something like that, then you can make time um, to be off your phones for at least two to three days in a weekend Start a bomb, start a bonfire, camping fire, whatever, and go yep. to a nice, beautiful forest where you guys will be more intimate and more was it and, connect. so, and connecting with each other opposed to having phones, you know, like in the eyeball conversations, like connecting energy conversations. Real. Also, it does your health a world of good, you know. It's I call that food for the soul, soul food. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Amen, sister. Yes, yes. Okay, so let's get into the ditties. We have two from Kaylee. I will cut your toes off. You better watch that line. When I was talking about tiptoe on the line. Oh my god, she will <laughs> cut you with a. <laughs> I love it. Okay, she has another one. Yo, Michigan is great. I worked there illegally for two years. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, baby. I wonder if you lived in, in one of the sanctuary cities by me. I live in a sanctuary city. Kalamazoo is a sanctuary city. Um. <laughs> Here's how I feel about that. And I know I'm going to make everybody all mad. If you're here and you're contributing, God bless you. Be safe. Yes. And also, guys, once again, let me remind you, if you are enjoying the show, please clap it up. Please send us some love. Yes, send us some voice. where's all this love? Where's all the clapping? Show us the stuff. Show us the things. Show the show. Ask some questions. If you are feeling inspired, let us know. If you have anything to say, let us know. Sharon is caring. 
Ernest Kind. And remember, guys, this is the season finale of Tea Time. This is the last episode of Tea Time. So I know. Get- I'm so surprised. <laughs> Where are all the questions? There's all these questions all the time. Probably because I'm running my mouth all the time, and there's no mystery to who I am. That's got to be what it is. <laughs> we may no mystery. Oh, it's from mystery. Well, I was born and raised in Hawaii, and so some of my best memories was fishing and camping and being in or oh, near I the ocean. Them. So I love that we have that in common. And as I for pe- uh, pineapple on pizza, I approve. Maybe you need to be a sweet bitch to appreciate that. Oh, snap, 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 snap. That's cute. I didn't know he was but, from Hawaii. It's you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna allow him to I'm gonna give him a pass for that because he did say um he was from um Hawaii, if I'm if I'm not wrong. And listen, Hawaii is all about their their pineapples, so I have to give him yes. that pause, you know. Yeah, that's why he came sassy with that, like, hey, that's my state fruit. Hello, hello, hey. <laughs> I'm uh, Goodbye, you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I love you know what I really love about him? Um, is that I will do a talk and I'll be <laughs> I'll be, you know, doing my rap, doing my funny, doing my thing, and he can read between the lines of my funny. And to get across to me, like I see you, boo, he will like play a song or um, come across with a comment that is like, I know that you know that I know that you know that I know. You know? Mm. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That It's not just him, like other people, I mean, but especially him, but I mean, it's really cool. It's really cool. Can a, can a church say, oh, <laughs> oh, love. Do you not, do you not know how to do that? No, I cannot. So this is the funny thing that people don't realize. So I can't actually say it. So I say it in a very, uh, I do it in a very discreet way, which people assume otherwise, which people think, oh my God, he can do it. So uh, let me give you, let me give you uh, how it works. So maybe you can try it out. So are you okay. ready? Are you ready? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it all starts from... <laughs> I know what it steps from, darling. I can't do it. Don't think I haven't tried. Tried. Try. Try was it? Try blowing. Try blowing from your lips. I am not doing that. No. <laughs> it sounds like I'm giving. No. It sounds like a motorboat. No. You just need to breathe out. <laughs> I don't have enough voice for that. No, I don't have enough voice for that anymore. Too many cigarettes. I am mother. Mother says no. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck you. I won't do it to tell me. Oh, am I not supposed to say that word? I'm so sorry. You can edit that out later. Uh, But that isn't my mantra. Sorry. Sorry. (laughs) I mean, I'm from the UK. I'm from the UK, so if you if you were British, you could um you could um say fuck the patriarchy. <laughs> oh well, uh, if you can say the F word, that is of uh, the literal, uh, that is a song or that is a line from my uh theme song. Fuck you! I'll do what you tell me. Duh. 
I love it. I love it. <laughs> snapping! Okay. Snapping! Okay, quickly, let's get into this last one. We'll get into your next subject. I will okay. beam all you pineapple lovers into space. But on a side note, one time I, I went to it. my friend's cottage and uh, we got on their little boat thing and they, we were fishing and I just got bored and fell asleep for like an hour and then we were speeding okay. back to the cottage and we stopped one more time because no one caught anything and I just grabbed a rod, tossed it in the water and immediately caught a fish yeah. <laughs> right Dead after I woke up. The- my friend's dad was like, what the fuck? Uh, yeah, so... I used to like Fish fishing, but now I'm not so much into the whole, like, you know, get the hook in their face and then pull the hook out and throw them back in. It just doesn't make sense to yeah. me. But fishing is fun, I, I will admit. Now that is a mega fish story. That is the... I love that. Like, no one could catch anything all day. Then she just simply rolled over, put a pole in, and she pulled out a 20 freaking inch... You know, whatever. Walleye, whatever, whatever it be. The dad's like, ugh, we're going home now. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. That's perfect. Of course. Okay, so let's get into it. Ladies, gentlemen, non binary peeps, and mother ever in America, are you ready for your next subject? I'm ready. Of- are you ready? I am. I'm so ready. Yes. Okay, let's get into it. So your next subject, based on your life, who you are, as you are, is a piece of music of influence and admiration. So this could be a song or an album of any kind. Tonight, your chosen choice is... Killing in the Name of from Rage Against the Machine. Okay, so I am aware of this song and I absolutely adore it. Why Why this mm. song exactly... This has so many layers for me. My dad is a retired cop. Some of those who work forces are the same who burn crosses. Now, he didn't burn no crosses, but he absolutely has a certain way of thinking about himself in the world. Okay? Mm -hmm. My sister and my brother and I do not necessarily hold those ideologies. And... We want to be more inclusive and we are more mm-hmm. understanding of the way that the world is now. Um, and at the end of that song, um, what is it? Oh, yeah. Fuck you. I won't do what you tell me. Fuck you. I won't do what you tell me. Fuck you. I won't do what you tell me. Right. That's how I've been my whole life. Oh, I can't do that. Watch me do it twice here. Hold this camera, take pictures while I do it. I'm going to do it, and I'm going to do it and do it, and I'm doing it well. I'm not just doing it. I'm doing it well. You feel me? I'm mm-hmm. here to bust barriers. I'm here to change the world. We are called star seeds, right? There are many mm-hmm. of us. There are millions of us. Everything that has been, the status quo doesn't work. Does it look like things are working, people? Does it feel like things are working? No. Mm-hmm. We are here to break up the mob mentality and the judgmental. Accept mm-hmm. and love your individuality and uniqueness and celebrate it. No one else like you. And it's a beautiful thing. 
Do not blend. Stand out and be counted. There's a reason you're here. You can heal if you choose to. You know, this is, uh, this is another thing since we're talking about mental health awareness in this song. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Mm. A lot of trauma in this song, right? There's a lot, a lot, a lot of trauma in this song. Both sides. Both sides. Mostly mm -hmm. from the one side. And it makes me so angry that the one side is continually silenced. Not yet. Not that way. Oh, no, 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 no. That's too much. Oh, no, 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 no. You know? Mm -hmm. It burns in my soul. So when I see, well, how, so how do I do it? Some person who's locked in quarantine, right? Well, I wasn't always locked in quarantine. But when I see it, I stop it. I stop it. That ain't right. Stop it. Hey, no, 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 no. Come here. You. Yeah, you. What'd you just say? In the eyeball, right? Like Xena the Warrior Princess. What'd you just say? Who raised you? <laughs> Why would you say that? Are you all right? Are you hungry? Are you sleeping? Do you have a place to stay? Do you need a hug? What's going on with you? Why are you acting so mean? What's going on with you? Right? My first instinct as a mom is to make sure said individual is okay because normal humans don't go around hurting other human beings for no reason. Right? Am I right? Mm -hmm. Okay, so once it, once you ask, once I ascertain that said person is okay, so you're just being mean to this person to be mean. That's when, you know, my mama bear comes out. I don't care what your meat suit looks like. I'm going to teach you some manners because apparently your bio mom didn't take the time to teach them to. This is mm -hmm. the point where you apologize. This is the point where you apologize. No, you don't get to leave. This is the point where you apologize. I'm going to make a great big huge scene if you don't apologize. Admit you were wrong. Say you're sorry. It takes two seconds. Or we can make mm -hmm. a great big huge scene your choice. Right? So even if they don't mean it, that uh, in, uh, indignance or whatever that yucky feeling that I made them feel will stick with them and they'll think about it. Right? Like I was such an asshole to that person. Why, you know, I hated feeling like that. It might not change, but maybe they'll think twice about calling somebody out like that in public because they might encounter someone like me who holds them accountable in the moment. Does that make any mm -hmm. sense to you? Mm -hmm. Definitely, definitely. Before you continue any further, let me give a lowdown on this song. For those who aren't aware of it, and if you're not, where have you been your whole right. life? 90s. Hello. Um, in the name, it is a protest song by American rock band Rage Against the Machine, featured on their self-titled <laughs> debut album and was released as a lead single from the album in November 1992. This is literally a, a month before I was born, you know. <laughs> oh my God. Authority, abuse of power, killing in the name was widely recognized as the band's signature song and has been noted for its distinctive guitarist and for the line, some of those that work forces are the same that burn crosses. In 1993, the song peaked at number 25 in the UK. 
in 2009, this was literally over 10 years ago now, it became the Christmas number one. Um, this was due to a campaign to prevent the X Factor's winning song from gaining the Christmas number one in the UK for a fifth successive year. And anyone who isn't aware of this situation of the X Factor UK, um, I remember this clearly. So... Um, a lot of was it a lot of people in the UK were basically um just annoyed of the fact that um such a um, a product and machines uh, such as the X Factor, especially um when it's Simon Cowell's baby, um is right. just basically being the Christmas number one every single time in the UK charts. So someone right. uh, someone very clever decided to put on Facebook, let's put this song specifically as the Christmas number one. And funny enough, oh, it beat number one and it just proved that don't listen to a, a product of um a product of um of the music industry um listen to listen to a song that expresses like awareness and all of that and it made it to number one and also just to put it out there it is duh, 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 Number 79 on the all-time charts in the UK download charts. And as well, nice. it is uh, certified two times platinum in the UK, gold in Italy, and platinum in Australia. And I just want to ask you, so from, so from your opinion, from your point of view, why was this not hugely recognized in America itself if it wasn't it was. charted? No, I know, I know it was over the years, but what I'm saying at that time, at no, that time in the nineties, it, it was. See, this is what you don't understand. Americans, only the elite value awards. Okay, musician-wise, it's what's happening on the scene that matters. And in the 90s, I had this really great... See, I didn't even discover them until after my second divorce. In what, mm -hmm. 90... I mean, I divorced seven. I got my job at the hotel. It's like 99. I think I discovered them in like 96, 97. And my best friend and I would drive to the adjacent town over. And we had our favorite club that we would go and we would dance. Uh, to these live bands that would play these covers, and they were awesome. And mm -hmm. um, that was one of the songs that, that one of our favorite bands would cover. And um, ah, just the drums. Boom, boom, boom. Now you do what they told you. Boom, boom, boom. Now you do what they told you. And then Tom Arello would come in with that chunky guitar. Oh, my God. You cannot sit still, people. You are. Oh, I get goosebumps just thinking about it. And, you know, you got this dance floor and you got everybody doing that. Now you do what they told you. Oh, my God. Those who die are justified but wearing the badge. They're the chosen whites. Those who died are justified but wearing the badge. They're the chosen whites. Come on. You know, you can't. I mean, come on. Come on, Cletus. You can't. And then it starts real low. Fuck you, I won't do what you tell me. Fuck you, I won't do what you tell me. It's like you're in that club and then it's just, it was huge. 
Don't let anybody tell you. Don't let record charts tell you shit. It's what's happening on the ground that matters. That that, but, that whole band. It wasn't just that song. But with that, the album was a huge success um, around the huge. world. So let me just put it out yeah. there. The album was three times platinum in the US, two times platinum in the UK, um, five times platinum in Australia, um, platinum in Canada, France, and New Zealand. So this this was a th- uh, like the talk of the town, shall we say? Yeah, yeah. But I didn't discover them until much later when I was to the point in my life where I was just like, fuck you and fuck you and fuck your dog and fuck that fly. You know what I mean? Fun fact. It charted um, in Portugal for the first time last year. Did you notice? No. This is my this is my mom's like country, Portugal. Like they they've just heard of this. Makes album. My heart like, so happy. <laughs> oh my god, that's so awesome. It's like I wanted it. Like I remember when it was going down, like if the whole world could just say that. Like this isn't mm-hmm. right. We need to make it right. Because mm-hmm. that is that is the that is the mantra behind my the way I roll. Mm-hmm. Like, come on, man! That don't don't even mess with that. It's not worth it. Listen, Are you kidding I wanna, me? I cannot walk away. But listen, I want to ask you. I remember. Okay, so I'm going to read you something, and I want your your opinions about this. Because for me, I find this quite insulting, really. So, um, following the 2020 U- U.S. elections, a video of pro-Trump protesters dancing to "Killing in the Name" was widely shared on social media. Commentators saw it uh, as it was sorry. Commentators saw it as a misappropriation of the song. Rage Against the Machine responded in a tweet: "They just don't get it, do they?" And but wait. There's more. Back in 2012, Moreno criticized the UK Independence Party for using killing in the name in rallies. Um, he wrote on Twitter, Hey, UKIP and Nigel Farage, stop using killing in the name for your racist right-wing rallies. We are against everything you stand for. Stop it. And uh, I don't know if you're aware of this, but the UK Independence Party, UKIP, um, and Nigel Farage is totally against um, everything that people are, uh, are, are like sang- standing up for, such as the LGBT plus community, the black community, um, the Asian community, everything. They're just absolutely racist. They're absolutely pro, was it pro-white? And I wanted to know your opinion. What do you think about these are parties such as the Republicans and UKIP using this song, thinking otherwise. Oh, okay. Well, first of all, can I comment about what's happening with the Republican Party here? Go for it. Okay, these are the same freaking stable geniuses that allowed uh, Mango Mussolini to get up there and dance to Macho Man. It's uh, that's a song about making fun of a man who thinks he's macho. So I don't think that they understand music at all. I did not even know that they used that song. So that is like a reason 
800, 500, uh, 800, 853 was the Republican Party just don't to prove how dumb they are. Wait, there's more. But wait, but wait, there's more. Wait, there's more. I think that this is their final death cry here. I think that white supremacy, this is the end of it. I want it to be done. Because personally, as a white people, I don't care what color your meat suit is. You're still a person. You still have rights. You still deserve love. As I said earlier in the words of Benjamin Franklin, if you're not picking my pockets, if you're not breaking my leg, I don't care who you love. I don't care who you pray to. I don't care where you live. I don't care where you eat. I don't care how you raise your kids as long as they are good citizens. Right? Right? Mm -hmm. And continue to do good amongst the people. Now, that being said, I do not think that it is right that these haters have been allowed to come up out of their rocks and be so public in the sun and enjoy it. So, that's what I meant earlier when I say when I see it, I confront it. You, want, you mm-hmm. do not want to be racist in front of me, sir. I will check your white privilege and then some. Right? Because mm-hmm. the only ones who can stop the racism is the white people who hate it. We cannot leave it up to black lives, black people to stop it. White people have to do it. Just like with, uh, oh, this is a really great uh, segue or uh, opportunity. As a woman, when I walk outside, I see every single man alive, gay, straight, married, single, doesn't matter. You are all potential predators because there's a small percentage of you that are rapist assholes and have ruined it for the whole bag of you. Because I can't tell the rapist from the rest of you. They don't glow. They don't stink. They don't give off any kind of a signal. So until I can discern who you are and how you're rolling, you're all sus. Feel me? Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, sorry. I was reading upon the was it what you um, said about the Macho Man, and I was just like, "Wow, this is actually true." <laughs> I told you, he looked like an absolute idiot. Mango Mussolini is a stable genius. Instead, don't even get me started on that freaking idiot. You know, mm-hmm. he followed me on this app, and as soon as I followed him back, I called him. Yo, I wanted to say, "Yo, Donnie, what's up?" So I showed up in one of his lives and I called him that. Yo, Donnie, don't be lying to the people. You didn't accept a salary because then we, the people, get to peek in your taxes. Don't lie. You're not being charitable. Shut the fuck up. Right? Oh, and well, um, I, I, So all white supremacy, down. My grandfather fought Nazis and came home and died from a broken heart of it. I think he's probably rolling over in his grave knowing that they're walking on United States soil. It should be wiped. It's no. Uh-uh. There is no superior race. The human race is what it should be. Period. 
human mm -hmm. race. Human race. Mm. Motherfucking America <laughs> spoken. Listen, I am mother to all, regardless of your meat suit. I just happen to come from America. So I had to put that little, you know, fucking because it's spicy, little staff. You know what I'm saying? I love you all. Oh, I love it. I love it. I mean, was it? I, I think you should uh, do what RuPaul says. Like, mother has spoken. No, that's her thing, honey. I ain't not to steal. I just did speak, though. <laughs> she doesn't need to know. <laughs> no, I respect her too much. But I will say, I just said, motherfucking America, you know, this is what I'm saying. Human mm. race. Hmm. And white people, I'm a white people, I'm a white people, I get to say these things. But, but Stand up and make you. people accountable when you're at the cocktail parties and you're hearing the stories. Shut that shit down. Mm -hmm. Even if you're the only one. Mm -hmm. Even if it's mm -hmm. in a whisper. Even if you have to leave the party. Just call it out. The ugly that it is, knock it off. Make them go back under their freaking rocks. Make them so they're not so comfortable sunbathing out in the open. Change my mind. <laughs> is there anything else you want to discuss with this topic before we move on? No. Just don't try to tell me how to do anything because chances are I'll do it twice and take pictures. Just saying. Yes, I love the attitude. I love it. I love it. Okay. <laughs> I right. love you, baby. Let's get into it. So, uh, let's get into your next subject. Are you ready for your next subject? Yes. Oh, look, I okay. cleared the room. <laughs> Don't worry. Ah! Sorry, so, baby. ladies, gentlemen, non binary peeps, and uh, mother Evan America, let's get into your next subject. So, based on your life, who you are as you are, your next subject of tea time is a television series slash film of inspiration and influence. Tonight, your chosen choice is Natural Born Killers. Film. Starring Juliette Lewis and Woody Harrelson. It, it, mm -hmm. it is a romance. <laughs> it's a romance, people. People would actually, uh, I think it's actually labeled a horror film, horror action. What is it labeled? Do you know? So let me give a lowdown for those uh, who aren't aware of this. So the film okay. is called Natural Born Killers. Um, it is a 1994 American crime film directed by Oliver Stone and star uh, starring Woody Harrelson, Juliette Lewis, um, Robert Down Jr., Tom Seasmore, and Tommy Lee Jones. The film tells the story of two victims of a traumatic childhood who become lovers and mass murderers and are irresponsibly glorified by the mass media. The film <clears> is based <throat> on a original screenplay by um, Quentin Tarantino that was heavily revised by Stone writer David Vlaz and associate producer Richard Ritowski. The Tarantino received uh, a, story, a story credit through his subsequently uh, disowned the film. 
Jane Hampshire and Don Murphy and Creighton Townsend produced the film with Arnold Mishton and Thorne Mutt and Stone as executive producers. The film was released on August 26, 1994 in the US and was also screened at the Venice Film Festival on August 29, 1994. It was a box office success, grossing over $50 million dollars against a production budget of 34 but received a mixed critical reception some critics praised the plot action humor and combination of action and romance whilst others found the film overly violent and graphic um, notorious from its violent content and inspiring copycat crimes the film was named the eighth most controversial film in history by entertainment weekly in 2006 so I have to, I have to admit, I haven't, I, I'm not sure if I've watched this before, but it does sound familiar. Uh, why Rodney is it, Dangerfield, Rodney Dangerfield, freaking, yeah. oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. No, I was gonna say, for um, for someone who uh, such as myself that may or may not have watched it, I'm not sure if I remember this, but why is this an influence um, in your eyes? Because two people who came from a broken place found each other and thought they could make something beautiful together. They thought they could beat the demon with love. They thought that they could, that it would make it better if they got revenge. Right, you got to see that all play out, and not to mention that the the soundtrack alone, Leonard Cohen, Elm Seven, all the things. I mean, uh, Rodney, Rodney Dangerfield's cameo was gross, but poignant. Um, I loved how, of course, Quentin Tarantino wrote the fucking screenplay. I didn't even know that, but of course he did. Um, he is one of my favorites, actors, directors, producers of all time. Um, oh, that just makes that even more magically delicious. Um, I think at last count, I've seen this 54 times. Um, I know a lot of the dialogue backwards and forth. Um, there's a part where Mallory is in jail and um, Tom Lee Joan plays the warden of the prison. And uh, Tom Sizemore plays the cop that's going to move her and Mickey uh, into federal custody. Or move, I don't know, he's there to take him to trial or something. And so the warden's walking Sizemore through the prison. And, you know, the, my dick is bigger than yours. Comparison, tell swapping stories, whatever. And they get up to her cell and... and um, it's like they're, the way that they shot it was they were looking at a caged animal, right? Like at a zoo. <clears throat> and she realizes it. And before she realizes they're there, she's like rocking back and forth and she's singing this song. And um, it was so... You, you notice when I talked about the movie, I, I gave her top billing because... Mm -hmm. She's just a badass. Juliet Lewis and the Lips is a band that she's in right now. And but the song she was singing, um, she's saying, 
I guess I was born, naturally born, born bad. And like, you know, there's this little, you know, commentary back and forth. Mm-hmm. And that's when um, she notices that they're there. And so she just sings, you know, that much louder and that much grit. And they're still talking over. And at the end of, you know, this really poignant little row that she sings, she headbutts that metal door and passes out, man. And that warrior fighting spirit, just like, I got nothing left. I got nothing left. What you going to take from me now? I got nothing. What you going to take from me now? You know, it's something that really, really resonates with me, especially right now, but really back then when the, when I found the movie, cause I was going through my second divorce. So, um, but man, Robert Downey Jr. did such a great job and he was trying to be this serious journalist and he just could not take him seriously at all. Not at <laughs> all. He was such a McCheese boss. He was a thing. And uh, I got so many one-liners from that thing when they're in the diner and Mickey's at the counter eating key lime pie and the drunk guy's flirting with Mallory while she's trying to dance and um, L7 comes on that song Shit List and they start uh, do you know what song I'm talking about? No, can you remind me? When I get mad and I get pissed I grab a pen and I write out a list of all the people who won't be missed you made my shit list. Ba 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 ba. Like heavy guitar, right? And they're duking it out, right? And she's like, "Come on, fucker, come on!" And he's like, full off hitting her, and she's like, "Ah, ah, ah, ah you know." <laughs> and this drunk guy is like, "Whoa," you know. And she knocks him the fuck down, and he's down there, and she's kicking him, and she's like, "How sexy am I now, flirty boy?" <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> That's female empowerment right there because as a woman who has been, you know, gone through the gamut of sexual assaults and sexual inappropriateness, I grabbed a hold of that phrase and I've used it 10,000 and one time and will hopefully use it. Well, hopefully I won't ever have to use it again, but if I do, that's it's a go-to, right? You smack him with the judo chop to the cranium with verbiage and like, hey, how sexy am I now, bitch boy? You ain't gonna push me around. You may choose to walk this way, baby, but I guarantee you will limp back. Let's go. I love it. I love it. Yeah, but there's a scene um, where they do like their own like little marriage, and then this the cinematography in that movie is just breathtaking. I'm a huge freak of beautiful scenes in nature, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I love it. I love beautiful scenes in nature and. She, um, they do the uh, blood hand fasting thing, right? Where he cuts himself, mm-hmm. she cuts himself. They do the twining of the hands. And um, they're on this bridge and they're doing the thing. And, you know, he, he, Mickey is doing the blessing. He's like, it's God of my world. You know, I pronounce this man and wife. And a truck of kids goes by. <laughs> screaming and hollering and being inappropriate and the tone of the film changes like that and she did her 
look and he's like no there will be no murder on our wedding day you know what I mean and not that I it's not that I want to murder it's just that they I'm not articulating this correctly (laughs) they are they really thought that if they got revenge their love would kill their demons Mm mm-hmm they ended up getting away at the end. And I mean, like the folklore is they're still out there doing their thing. But are they? Did they? I mean, did they end up, you know, who knows what ended up happening to them? But just, uh, it's like a fairy tale. You know what I mean? It didn't, that is not how things go down. Mm-hmm. Girls do mm-hmm. not get rescued. You have to rescue yourself. Right? Mm-hmm. You cannot wait for your Prince Charming. You have to heal yourself and get out. You have to do that. No one else is coming for you. You have to do that. So would you say, was it, would you say the, the, the whole theme of the, the movie kind of gives you that, like, confidence knowing don't take the bullshit from people. If you, if you want something, you go and get it. I already had that though, but it was just like, uh, I needed that. And it was just like, it was just like, a at a girl reminder or whatever. And I mean, just the way it was shot, it was so, it was so tragically delicious. You know what I'm saying? And funny. There are, there are great comedic moments in that movie where like the one time, the one where they're taking her to trial. Mm-hmm. You had mentioned in the in the description where they the media had over media sides publicized their shenanigans. They're taking this these two into trial, and it's like a all these people are fangirling out with posters and <laughs> I'm kidding you like hundreds and hundreds of people are there, you guys, with uh, shouting their name and. This one reporter is like, Mallory, how do you feel? She goes, this is the best day I've ever had in my life. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. It's just ridiculous. It's the most fun I've ever had in my life. Because everyone shouted her name and wanted her attention, and she's all dressed up in nice clothes, and she's never had that before in her whole life. Everyone wanting her attention. It's the saddest thing ever, but it's funny at the same time. And like Robert Downey Jr., they show a section where he's he's editing his his new show where he's doing this like quasi-serious segment of all these deaths that have happened on Route 666. This is where Mickey and Mallory hunt, right? <laughs> and so it's him and his editor at the thing, and they're they watch this segment and um uh there, it's it's of the sheriff. He goes, I sent him in to get me bear claw. <laughs> like he, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe that's not funny to some people. I'm a horror girl nerd. I'm sorry. Some people like watch horror movies. I do sometimes still. My friend, you will attest that I <laughs> uh, sometimes you, watch horror movies with the blanket up to my eyes. But I'm like, I'm sorry, you broke up. I was gonna say, would you classify this as a horror movie as well? It is. There's blood and gore everywhere. Absolutely. 
Absolutely mm-hmm. horror movie. Absolutely horror movie. And it's suspenseful and you don't know what's going to happen. And there's twists and turns everywhere. Uh, I would gather yeah, it's action, but I would classify this as a horror romance comedy. I don't know. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, it's wait. so well written. Okay, I need to something. So, uh, for me, this is on Amazon Prime for free, so I might have to watch this tonight, you know? <laughs> please do. Please do. It is so great. It, it's long, but it is so worth it. The soundtrack in itself is just amazing. Mm-hmm. 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 I love it. I've got anything- lines from there for days. Is there anything further you want to discuss with this topic before we move on? No, sir. Because I have a message from Just Dandy who's probably going to be talking about this. One sec. Let's see what he says. What's up, y'all? Have you ever talked to someone on this app or, or in real life, you know, person? Um, talk to someone who keeps interrupting you. Okay. This is off topic. This is What's a troll, the- just so you know. This is, this oh, is, really? this is, mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, this, uh, this was really off topic, which th- doesn't need to, was it, which doesn't need to be on this right now. Nope. But nope. I, I really appreciate you just standing for coming on tea time, but the message is way too much. And this is really off topic. I'm sorry, my love, but I, I'm not playing these messages because this is this is off topic, and I'm not again to this. This is um, on Mother uh, Mother F in America's time. L- let her shine. Yes, darling. Yes, thank you. Now you know what I mean. <laughs> thank you, darling. Thank you. So with that, I will be muting the messages. I'm sorry, Dandy. I love you, but not today. Not today. Not today, Satan. <laughs> Okay, so we have a message from Magic K. Paulo Operia, I hope I said your name right. How are you doing? And uh, hi, Magic. Hi, motherfucking America. How are you doing? Uh, this better now or day, wherever your time zone is. Uh, anyway, um, yeah, just showing my support for you guys and uh. Hope all is well. Damn. Thank you, Magic. Welcome. Sweetheart. Welcome, welcome. Uh, okay, so I want to ask you, Mother and Friend America, are you enjoying your tea time experience right now? I. This is even better than I ever even imagined it. I'm having a wonderful time. Thank you again so much for having me here. Yes, because I am asking this question because we are about to end the show. So, as you guys know, this is the season finale and this will be the final subject of the season as well as the episode. So, as you know, the fifth subject of Tea Time, which is based on Mother Effing America, uh, who she is as she is today, is the wildcard subject. So what that means is I pass the baton on for the very last time to my special guest, um, to talk about whatever she um, they want, really. So it could be of any avocation, anything um, of influence, anything to make um, you guys mindful of, anything at all, really. So for the last time on Tea Time for season one, 
Mother Effin America, take it away. What is your wildcard subject to close the show and the season off with? I would like to talk about CPTSD and long-term mental, emotional abuse and how it has physical ramifications on your life since this is Mental Health Awareness Month. Ladies Mm -hmm. and gentlemen, if you do not address your uh, emotional, mental traumas, your nervous system, your body will be affected. Um, I did not take care of mine. And that is why my fibromyalgia now has taken me out. I cannot participate physically like I used to. I cannot work a job. I cannot do the thing. Right? So, take a breath. It is the hardest thing that you will ever do in your life. Uh, it is not for everyone. But heal yourself. Heal your tribe. Try to recognize that just because someone is stuck in the loop doesn't mean they belong there. However, you can lead a brain to knowledge, but you cannot make it think. We can only receive that knowledge at the point of our journey when we are ready to receive that knowledge. So no matter how good our intentions are, if someone is not ready to receive it, we cannot keep pushing to, for them to receive it. So we just, you know, the way I look at it is I'm like dropping these truth nuggets everywhere that I go. But I'm just moving on because my boundaries are important too. Your needs come first. You cannot help anyone if you don't love yourself. You cannot help anyone if you are not fed first. You cannot love, you know what I'm saying? Um, So what are the building blocks of taking care of yourself? Sleep, food, exercise, social interaction are four really great basic ones to start with. Make sure those are balanced, right? Any four of those get out of whack, Houston, we got a problem. Right? So mm-hmm. hold yourself accountable when you do something wrong. Own it. We're human. I do. I don't ever want to make anyone feel bad about anything ever. I don't have a problem being a bitch when you're a bitch to me. Don't get me wrong, but I don't roll out of the bed every day <laughs> being a bitch. Okay? I can absolutely be provoked into being one, but that is not how I roll. Long-term mental, emotional abuse will take its toll on your body. Any kind of trauma will if you don't deal with it. But long-term has a whole set of parameters that we did not know about until recently. So... For those of you who know someone who's in that situation, hear me. You cannot make them leave. All you can do is love them and give them information and plant those seeds. You feel me? Mm-hmm. And be there when they go. Love them. Help them stand. When you're walking through life, 
if you're walking down the road, walking to a store, walking through your office, and you see something that you think is cute or that you like, say that out loud. What a cute skirt. Oh, I love that scarf brings out your eyes. Whatever it is, be kind. It's free. And that smile of yours is mega watt and it's contagious. People will smile all around you and then they'll take that kindness to wherever they're going. You are a light. What color it is, is up to you. Mental health should just be health. Mm-hmm. And on that, I want to tell you, sir, that you are a light. A white light in this world. And I encourage you. Oh, I got goosebumps all over here. Oh, from my head down to my toes. You are a white light in this world. You are a light weaver just like me. You are sassy and strong and unique and special and beautiful. And I encourage you with every fiber of my being to go forth and continue this, this, this. Because it, it changed my life. It changed my perspective. Even if I'm the only one, if, even if I'm the only one ever, thank you. So, um, this has been amazing. And, um, the 100th show, people. Thank you so much for uh, sharing it with me and being here. So it's been a whole lot that I got to share it with you. I'm a great big, huge fan, girl. I'm getting all of my feelings. Save me. Save me. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, guys, give it up for my special guest tonight. It is Mother, mother F in America. Yes, me, darling, me. yes. <laughs> And if you don't know, now you do. Thank you. Once again, how was your tea time experience? Would you you say it's therapeutic? Yes, absolutely. On a scale of 1 to 10, it was an 11 team. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Love it. And guys, this is your opportunity to send in last voice notes. If there is anything that you were truly inspired by, any questions at all for Mother herself, any anything at all, anything to close the show off with, please send them now with the voice notes. Or sharing is caring. Share the show if you enjoyed it. Share it to those who just missed it and just be like, where have you been? You have to right. see this episode, you know? But remember, this is um, a podcast from Stereo to all streaming sites. So if you did miss this episode, don't worry, guys. Follow follow my podcast on any streaming sites that you um, use, such as, like I said, Spotify. Follow the whole podcast and you don't want to miss any of these episodes, especially Mother Effin's America's episode where she has been talking about her life in depth with me. She spilled a tea yeah. and she's good, honey. And as well, just to let you guys know, this was the final episode of season one. This is a season finale, but... Don't be sad. Don't be discouraged. We, <laughs> I am back with season two. Bigger, better, and more fabulous than ever, where we will be back in action. Uh, we'll be taking a break for now, but don't, 
be afraid to follow me. Follow me on social media. Follow me on stereo. If you want to be stayed up to date with upcoming tea time shows, if you do want to become a guest, if you want to spill your life, honey, send me a DM and get in here. Let me speak with you. Let me know about your life. Okay. But okay. say that. Don't be afraid to follow myself. Not be afraid to follow Mother F in America. We both have stereo. So follow us. Follow us in that little um, uh, plus button. Give us a you little can also follow. Follow on me on IG, Twitter, Facebook, all the things. Um, mm-hmm. I, I did not anticipate many comments or interactions because of the trolls that be. But I just wanted to thank you because it wasn't about them, it is about us. And what we share here, honey, because this is the real. And I always appreciate you for keeping it real and making it fun. Um, thank you to everyone who listened. And um, I hope that maybe one thing that I said in our talk plants a seed in someone's brain. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? And just to recognize a plot twist. If you have checked majority of tea time, I will be planning a Spotify playlist of all the songs that every single guest have chosen. That will be in a tea time experience uh, playlist. So Mother um, F in America, your Raging Against the Machine song will be added to the playlist from tomorrow. I hope you guys follow the playlist and if you aren't aware of how the playlist would be called, it would be called the Tea Time Experience. So you don't want to playlist. It's going to be a huge, it's going to be inspiring for those who are coming as guests and those who have listened. They'll be like, I remember this song. I remember this song, which they shared the story with. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? That is brilliant. You're a genius. Yeah. I mean, I, I about it and i was like thinking you know what we're almost into 40 episodes so it was the right time to make a a whole selection of a playlist you know (laughs) that is awesome that's something like i could put on when i'm doing my thing clean the house doing that's brilliant okay before we get into it we do have some messages so we have jl mama kids let's see what you say and mother america how you doing I wanted to catch you before you ended the show. How are you wonderful people doing? Oh my goodness. I'm doing okay. Could be better. Hopefully I see my other half soon, but God bless you both. Yes. Thank you for popping. Love it. Love you, my love. Okay, one more from Magic K. I just followed you, Paulo Peria. Um, I like oh, to try you. to be a part of this uh, show um, whenever you think about doing tea time again or what, uh, whatever the category may be. 
<laughs> Thank you. I will be in contact with you very shortly. Um, but again, I will be taking a break. It's going to be just a short break, maybe two, three weeks, but we will be back in early June. So you don't want to miss that. Take as long of a break as you want to. You deserve it. You've been working your tuchus off. <laughs> Put your toes in the sand, get some drinks in your hand, you know what I'm saying? I don't worry. I'm going to take a nice, uh, deserving break and then I'll be coming back with my legs spread and my pussy on fire, bitch. <laughs> yes, pop that pussy, pop that pussy. Yes, bitch, yes. Yeah. So, guys, once again, give it up for my last special guest on Tea Time Season 1. It is Mother Evan America! Thank you. Thank you for having me, darling. Thank you so much. You have a great night. And remember, people, the only thing more contagious than COVID is your smile. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> and with that, guys, have a great morning. Have a great afternoon. Have a great evening, wherever you are in the world. And remember, as always, motherfuckers, stay Bye. Yes, darling, yes. Bye. Love you guys. Have a great evening. Bye. You too. Bye. Bye.